Hi, this is Brett, and I am pleased to tell you that today's show is made possible by the Akil Autism Foundation, bringing awareness, education, and communication method workshops for nonverbal individuals with autism. Did you know that there are more than 5.4 million people diagnosed with autism in the U.S.? That's more than 1 in 44. Chances are, you know someone on the spectrum or whose life has been affected by ASD. The Akil Autism Foundation is a nonprofit organization whose dedicated mission is to educate, treat, support, and research autism worldwide. To join this very important cause, please visit akilautismfoundation.org. That's A-K-H-I-L, autismfoundation.org. Fireside Friday here at Mountain Zen Den, where we meet with guests and share heart to heart the joys and benefits of connecting with the natural world for mindfulness and personal transformation. Naturally. Thanks for showing up. I am grateful to have you here today. Here at Mountain Zen Den, we talk all the time about the beautiful healing powers of nature and the importance of connecting with nature for mindfulness and personal growth. Well, today, we're going to take you on a beautiful nature trail in Letchworth State Park, about an hour south of Rochester, New York. Shaped like an ant from a bird's eye view, this trail offers a first-of-its-kind experience in nature designed for visitors on the autism spectrum, but appropriate and enjoyable for all abilities and ages. It is designed to encourage inclusivity and skill building, combat isolation, and provide a connection to the natural world in a deep nature setting that is welcoming to all. We had a delightful conversation with Gail Cerventi, who along with co-founders Susan Hernstein and Lauren Penman, tirelessly nurtured the ant to life as its three aunties and champions in planning, fundraising, and seeing it through to completion. What makes this trail so unique is that it was specifically designed with those on the autism spectrum, ASD, in mind. It is no secret that nature has been clinically proven to have a powerful effect on the mind, body, and spirit, and the ant has taken full advantage of her natural and holistic benefits. Now a little more information about autism and how the trail benefits not only those on the spectrum but the neurotypical as well. I find this fascinating, how it brings hope and practical application to a world of beautiful human beings who are struggling to be heard and understood. Perhaps the first introduction to autism many of us had was through the movie Rain Man, starring Dustin Hoffman and Tom Cruise, where Cruise, you may remember, who plays a wheeler-dealer, meets his older brother, played by Hoffman, who is an autistic savant living his life in a mental institution. What follows is a heartwarming story where two very different worlds collide on a cross-country trip that will change their lives forever. It's said that this breakthrough Hollywood film established a new standard for the realistic representation of autism. Now, it's important to understand that not all individuals on the spectrum are savants who demonstrate extraordinary abilities with math and memory, but classic autism is a neurodevelopmental disorder that's characterized by challenges with social communication and by restricted and repetitive behaviors. 
Disrupted routines and things such as loud noises, certain foods, and even textures can rapidly bring about aggression, agitation, and an intense meltdown to those with autism. The good news is, nature has been shown to have a beautiful, calming effect on these individuals. Thus, the significance and beauty of the ant, the Autism Nature Trail. So now, with that in mind, on to today's show. <laughs> Just a heads up, as you probably know, sometimes in the world of podcasting, as with life in general, Stuff happens, and we lost the first minute or so of our introduction with Gail Cerventi. So we'll just dive right into how the Autism Nature Trail got started. Come on in. Way back in 2014, um, at Letchworth State Park, which is known as the Grand Canyon of the East, but of course, if, you, if, if you've been to the actual Grand Canyon, you do kind of have to giggle, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's just magnificent. It's known for its gorges and beautiful waterfalls. And um, so in 2014, they built at Letchworth um, the Humphrey Nature Center. And the, uh, my other two co-founders, Susan Hernstein and Lauren Penman, were at a fundraising event for the Humphrey Nature Center. And they um, had met each other for the very first time that night. And they started talking about, well, gee, wouldn't it be great to have a nature trail as an amenity to the Humphrey Nature Center. And as they talked further, Susan shared her story about um, she has a grandson on the autism spectrum. And she was saying, you know, they, they live in New York City, the, the family. And, um, you know, that the, they didn't have places where they felt they could bring their, their son to out in public be comfortable and feel embraced. Well, then Lauren Penman shared a story about a neighbor of hers who has a grandson on the autism spectrum. And when the young man was like eight, 10, he was very often in a state of agitation. However, when grandma would bring him to Letchworth State Park, he would calm right down. Wow. And, you know, there's something about being in, in deep nature, in pine forests, where, you know, there's these theories about negative ions that are generated through the pine forest, and they have a positive effect on the human body. That's all I know about it. I don't know anything. <laughs> but um, so they said, gee, wouldn't it be great if we thought about having a nature trail devoted to those with autism and other developmental disabilities? So then Susan reached out to me, knowing that I was a speech language pathologist, and um, we started talking and they and Susan and Lauren said, well, you know, if we were to have a nature trail devoted to those with autism and other disabilities, what would it look like? So I said, well, naturally, it should be sensory focused because about 85 percent of individuals in the autism spectrum have some kind of sensory processing issue. So, you know, thinking about a station devoted to touch and smell, you know, all elements from Letchworth State Park. And then, you know, maybe having something related to music and, um, you know, something that emits low, gentle tones, nothing high pitch, nothing too loud. And um, so anyway, um, and then I said, it's really also important that we have something de uh, devoted to balance in your gross motor ability. Yeah. Beautiful. So anyway, you know, uh, we then for about the next six months, we we were um, doing research, reaching out to different individuals. I was trying to reach out to, you know, 
famous speech pathologists in the area of autism. Yes. And um, so after that, I was in charge of putting an advisory panel together, which would be the, the clinical folks who would provide feedback on what they thought um, the trail might look like. And um, then we put together a design team um, composed of two landscape architects, a um, Amy Laurent, the occupational therapist, and then Rusty Keeler, the um, the playground designer. And even though this is not a playground at all, it is a walk through nature. We had the trail, um, the, the state park said, we love your idea, um, but here's, the, here's what we'll do. We'll donate the land to you, but you must completely fund the construction and then also fully endow the trail for mm -hmm. ongoing maintenance and programming mm -hmm. into the future. So that's why the price tag, you know, the trail itself was like about one point, I think, three million. And we had put wow. about aside one point six. And, and and it's just finally at the very final details of um, construction. And um, and then we needed an endowment of about two point two five to um, be able to maintain it and programming program it for each year so so that's how we came up with that incredible so, yeah but um and we and with our design team we had um, practicing clinicians um, from in between Rochester and Buffalo local folks but we also had some college professors I went to Ithaca College so I had three Ithaca oh, College wow. professors two occupational therapists oh, and yeah. A speech language pathologist. We had the chairperson at Northeastern University, uh, okay. the chairperson of the speech pathology department. She was a consultant. So we had a, a um, we had a behavioral specialist from Albany who runs her own autism program. So um, you know we we all collaborated over the course of about a year and a half with the design team. And way back then, there wasn't even Zoom. It was just <laughs> for people who lived far away and who couldn't attend our meetings in person. You know, they, they would call in, conference call. And um, the design team would listen to our, our feedback. They'd sketch out the trail. Then, you know, we'd, we'd provide further input. So over the course of about 15 months, we had four iterations refining the trail, and the end result is um, what is now fully ADA compliant, and um, that's that's what what you see on our website. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, <laughs> so, can you walk us through the trail, kind of take us on a little virtual tour of what we could expect when we go there? Absolutely. Thank you. So um, you uh, park in in a parking lot, which is a few hundred feet from the start of the trail. And the trail runs um, directly behind the Humphrey Nature Center, which is fully equipped with, um, you know, restroom facilities, Internet, first aid. So that is that is right there. And the trail um, that we have is it was an existing cross country ski trail. So it was about six foot, six feet wide. And it was a loop configuration. It's about a one mile loop. And then the the stations 
we have eight stations and the stations are off of the trail. So you have to walk a little bit of a distance off of the trail to engage in the stations. However, the final station is actually in the trailhead pavilion. So um, you, uh, when when you walk up the pathway to from the parking lot, and um, then you start seeing the ant bodies, and we've got a lot of pine trees planted. Although uh, unfortunately, the deer have done some damage too <laughs> over the over the last year. Um, and you enter the trail through our trailhead pavilion, and at that location, there are trail maps. There are um, some social stories. There are, um, you know, there's materials for those with autism to be able to, um, you know, have their their little um, clothespin and and um, be able to mark. Oh, I'm I'm at the Trailhead Pavilion. Oh, now I'm at the Sensory Station, and so that they can visualize um, where they are and how far they've come. So anyway, after after um, people gather their orienting materials, they walk through the trailhead pavilion, which is a hard surface, and boom, you step out onto the naturally composed stone dust trail. It's like a hard pack, so it is wheelchair accessible. Um, Although, honestly, there were a few people last year who came um, with their electric wheelchairs. And, and if it was really, really wet, sometimes their wheels would, <laughs> would do that. So that, that may be something we might have to resolve in the future. But, yes. but for the most part, it's, it's um, very wheelchair accessible. And um, so you walk probably, I don't know, um, just a short distance, maybe an eighth of a mile. and um, you come to the first station and that's called the sensory station. And we have a sort of a half covered pavilion. And then we have a much a smaller sort of a quarter pavilion that's covered. And um, in the sensory station, we have all shelving and, and boxes that um, hold different materials from the park for people to be able to um, manipulate to to explore. We you know we've got acorns, pine bark, um, moss, pine needles, pine cones. Uh, well, we even have um, bones from various animals. We have skulls from various animals, antlers from deer for people, and those are such a big hit. Wow. Um, and, um, you know, and those materials are changed out pretty much weekly. You oh, know, wow. We, we want to keep them fresh. And uh, because, of course, the squirrels come in and just love delving in, into the, to the pine, different pine uh, cones and nuts and things like that. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, so that is for touch and smell. And then um, at the quarter pavilion is where we, will, where we will be having our specialized programming on the weekends. Like the first uh, weekend, May, um, starting May 7th, is the theme of spring. So there'll be spring flowers. You know, hopefully there'll be, be some hyacinths um, and some, some cuttings from different um, trees from the forest. So, um, and there'll be different structured activities for individuals if they would like to engage in them. Beautiful. So that's, 
first station, then you walk back. Oh, and then at the um, opening to each station, we have a tall stone marker and embedded in the stone marker is the um, is the rendering for which our natural playscape designer designed to symbolize that station, the sensory station. I think it's got like a handprint for mm-hmm. touching it. And but it's very tactile. People can feel it. It's very it's three dimensional. And um, so that six foot tone, uh, tall pillar marks the station and that marks the beginning of each of the stations. So again, it's that idea of consistency and predict- predictability that Temple Grandin told us is very important. Amy Laurent told us is very, very important. Um, and the stone pillars are beautiful. So anyway, um, you walk a distance uh, along the way, and then you come to what is called the sunshine slope. And um, that is, um, as you look in the distance, and, and it's, I've got to tell the story of how the, that idea came. It was through Rusty Keeler, our um, earth, earth play, our, our uh, playground designer. We're all walking the trail early on, um, trying to come up with ideas and, and spots for different stations. And he looked up and in the distance on this gently sloping hill, the sun was glinting through all of the trees. And he just said, ah, oh, that's the sunshine slope. Oh, perfect. <laughs> and, and you know what? It just stuck. So um, what it is, is we designed a maze-like configuration up this gently sloping hill. And there are like maybe five-foot berms that you have to kind of traverse around. They are all planted. There were a billion um, wildflower seeds planted last fall. A billion. A billion with a B. (laughs) B, yes, My yes. goodness. And you come to the very top of it. And the idea is just, you know, walking again through nature, turning around, looking at the forest in the distance, looking at the beautiful um, wildflowers. And we also have three cuddle swings there. You know, everybody loves those. But the idea of, of having those is for either soothing the individual who may who may be a little bit um, agitated or worked up from whatever, being in a crowd of people or engaging in physical activity and taking a break from it to calm down, or also the, the purpose of a cuddle swing can rev up those who might be hypo-sensitive mm-hmm. to their environment. So anyway, you're on this, this um, stone platform and you're looking, you're just looking out in the distance. That is also where we have one of our alone zones. And again, that was something that Temple Grandin emphasized that you need some spaces along the trail uh, that where, where a family can take an individual off of the trail to help to soothe and calm them down. Wow. Beautiful. So then we walk back down through the maze and we're on the main trail again. And next we come to the music circle. And um, we have um, in the music circle, we have three musical instruments, all of which 
emit very soothing low tones, nothing. And, and it was interesting because Lauren, Susan, and I were really adamant. We wanted only naturally composed instruments made out of wood and, and um, you know, because that it's part of nature. Well, our parks partners said, the, the manager of Lynchborough State Park said, ladies, you've got to think like parks. You've got to think longevity. <laughs> <laughs> yes. and, and he said, you know, wooden instruments, that's a beautiful idea. But you'd, you'd be replacing those like every other year. So, oh, wow. of course, we, you know, we, we went with these beautiful um, instruments that are um, just emit lovely tones. Then we have a little um, wheelchair accessible stage that people can congregate on. And believe it or not, I've been with groups of, of students. They get up there, they sing, they dance. Wow. They, um, we had one little girl. Um, who was blind and she was, she was playing one of the, um, one of the instruments. Um, and she just was singing, singing, singing. And it, oh, it just, it just warmed my heart. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, um, so that is the music circle. Then you come back down and traverse a little further and at that point you are uh, at the halfway point of the trail and there we have um, a cutback to um, either the Humphrey Nature Center if people have had enough of a journey or if they have to use the facilities they can cut back directly to the Humphrey Nature Trail or a center or they can cut back at the very end of the trail and at um, access the um, celebration station. So that is the halfway point. And um, at that point, we have this beautiful, on the other side of the trail, it's called the Reflection Knoll. And it's absolutely stunning. We have eight boulders in a big circular configuration. There's a center boulder in in the very center of the circle and then we even one of the landscape designers came up with this we have two little um alone zones that reflect the ant antennae and, oh that's uh, cool it's yes yeah um and then at that station you know the purpose of that is it's halfway through if a group of people or if a teacher has a classroom, everybody can sit around on the boulders and talk about um, their journey so far or just have some quiet, reflective moments. Um, we also have animals carved into the boulders. Um, every I think there's every third boulder there's a different animal like a deer world and and um you know that can be possibly like if a teacher wants to have a scavenger hunt and have people looking looking for those we've got three carved into the very center boulder um but anyway based on my experience to date when I'm with a group of young people, you know what they do? They hop and run along on the top of those boulders. There's, <laughs> there's no, there's no quiet reflection whatsoever. <laughs> Not yet. <huh? laughs> no. It sounds but like a joyful what? place. <laughs> and absolutely, we all, we just laugh when we see the kids doing that. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. 
they don't they don't know that it's a reflection uh, spot. <laughs> well, well, they're told, but you yeah. know, <laughs> then that's uh, active yeah. reflection. <laughs> so exactly. When I have seen this tri- this place, it's so beautiful. It is a little bit of paradise on on earth here. The tall yes. tall trees with the sun filtering through the um, openness. It's open but wooded. I love that. Yes, exactly. And and interestingly enough, when Samantha Brown was visiting the trail last May. And the trail was not completely done, although the um, reflection knoll was. And she sat on one of the boulders. And that day, the sun kept coming in and coming out, which their team had to scramble around to get the right lighting, of course. Yes. But she sat there, and all of a sudden, boom, the sunlight was hitting her face, and she was just sitting there just beaming it was oh it just was such a thing of beauty yeah Yeah. i'm I'm very familiar with forest bathing and and that i can see how that would really lend itself well to to healing and to people on the spectrum uh, to everybody (laughs) yes yeah so then you walk back onto the trail and and that's quite quite a distance off of the trail for you know you want that to be the so-called quiet place (laughs) yeah and um then the the um last half of the trail really is the active gross motor part of the trail so you come to the meadow run and climb and we've got a um a hill that's probably like maybe 10 feet high that is grassy and then it's um surrounded by um you know wild flowers and grasses um and so kids can run up it roll down run up hop down whatever they their hearts desire then um you walk a little bit further And that is where we have our um, climb, which is a number of different balance type um, um, uh, things to work on. So we've got a spider web that people can kind of hop into and sit on or crawl across. We've got um, some log hops that you can um, walk on for balance. We've got a thin balance beam. We've got a wider, wider um, balance beam. So again, that's all for gross motor and for balance. And um, so then you hop back onto the trail and you come to the next station, which is called the Design Zone. And that's where um, individuals get to, um, you know, create their own little forts. We've got all of these like little sort of lean-to type structures where um, kids have bamboo poles that they can make little little teepees out of. Um, we've got a number of um, stones and, and um, little bigger not boulders, but bigger rocks that people can make designs in um, on on the ground. And um, that ends up being a favorite of so, so many kids. Really? They love using using the materials and building their forts and working collaboratively with one another. Um, and yeah, they just wow. they just love it. We also have a glider at that area. So um, for individuals to sit and, you know, it's probably the caretakers who are doing the sitting at that (laughs) time. I could see that. And yeah. And then um, after that, you um, walk up a little hill and um, you come to the, uh, it's called the playful path. And on each side of the trail, we have 
um, little paths for individuals to navigate with different surface materials underneath. Flat stones, we've got some log hops, we have boulders so people can either try to walk um, with alternating footsteps or placing one foot in front of the other. We have a little log roll um, where there's logs flat on the ground for people to navigate on top of. We have sand to squish through. So again, it's all about feeling um, different surfaces underfoot. All the textures of nature. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. When we opened last October, we had over 4,000 come through wow. during the month of October. And then in November, when we didn't have any formal programming or staff on the trail, we had over 3,000 people come through. So we we actually um, are working with, with um, some of our, we, we have now formed a board of directors. We've become incorporated, the Ant Alliance Board. And um, we are tr- trying to think of ways to collect data on the trail. We want to get people's reactions to the trail. And um, so so we're just starting to think about that. And um, our good friends, Amy Laurent and Jacqueline Feedy are really going to help us with that because Jacqueline is a researcher. And interestingly uh-huh. enough, they're based in Rhode Island. <laughs> and that's where I grew up in Rhode oh, Island. Wow. That's great. <laughs> you, so we, we left off with the um, the stones and the sand and all that. Yes, the playful path. And um, then you come to um, an area called the Nook, Caroline's Nook. And it's just another area for, it's got like little wooden stools for people to gather, um, to have final conversation about the trail. Um, And, uh, but then you keep going and you are back at the Trailhead Pavilion, but you exit through what's called the Celebration Station. And at the Celebration Station, we have chalkboards for people to write how they felt about their experience. If they didn't write, you know, whatever, make a squiggle mark, a smiley face, they can write a sentence. But the idea of it is, you know what, I did it, I completed it, I was successful, and to kind of take ownership of the trail. Yeah, like I almost like the t-shirt. I've been there and I've done this and now it's part of me. Exactly, exactly. Oh, I love that. Yeah, hey, maybe that's a good idea. Maybe we'll make (laughs) We'll make T-shirts to try to raise some more funds, Brett. Thank you. That's great. That's great. Well, I I hope in our small little audience we can get the word out. And I don't know how many people from the Mountains End End listenership are out that direction, but I'm highly recommending it for sure. And I do have, but it's on my bucket list now, Melissa. And I'd love to come visit. Well, and I grew up in Maryland and did a little hiking along different sections of the Appalachian Trail, and that just brought me back home when I saw the uh, Ant Nature Trail. And again, that that topography and the, the deciduous smell of leaves. I could just picture it. Yeah. And I miss oh. that. I do. We got a lot of pine needles, but we don't have as much deciduous here other than <laughs> aspen trees. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I miss that. I love how it's laid out and like an ant kind of, you guys talked about that too, correct? Oh, that, you know, it's so fascinating that the design team, the uh, landscape architects just gravitated right to to it and right at the very start of the trail we start with boulders that represent the ant body 
the three pieces of the ant body, the, the head, the thorax, the abdomen. And you find the theme of three all throughout the trail. And interestingly enough, one of our um, design team members, whose name's Rusty Keeler, he, he runs an organization called Earth Play. He designs naturally composed playgrounds. And uh, so he called the three co-founders the ant aunts. Oh, <laughs> so I saw that, that online. That, you guys that, are cute. That, that has stuck. But all throughout the trail, um, we have wave uh, cairns. Um, like they look like little snowmen representing, you know, an upright ant with uh, three three uh, stones on top of one another. And we have 38 of those stone markers along the trail for those to be able to look ahead for that idea of consistency and predictability, which is one of the guiding principles that Amy Laurent, that um, Temple Grandin told us, you must have this on the trail so that people it will allay the fears of the unknown. There's something predictable up ahead. You had some fundraising to do. How, how did you do that? 3.7 well, million. Well, well, again, it took us seven years. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, it, it took us, um, we had our, our ribbon cutting um, last October 1st and the New York State Parks Commissioner came and um, then the trail was, was open with all of our buildings on it in which people can fully engage. But being from up near Buffalo, New York, you know, we get, we get a lot of snow in the winter. So we um, we took in like the cuddle swings that we have on the trail. We took in the the wooden gliders. Um, we covered some of the musical instruments. And um, so we're we're opening once again for active programming the first weekend in May, which in New York State is Love Your Parks Day. Oh, perfect. And bump, we're opening opening up. We have a program director. Um, she has a fascinating background. She is a special education teacher. She's been teaching for over 25 years. She started a program called Camp Puzzle Piece about, I think, seven years or so ago. She takes <laughs> families um, with those with autism or other developmental disabilities on a five-day camping excursion in the Adirondacks. Oh, beautiful. And they go kayaking, paddle boarding, um, hiking, and, you know, they live together as a community. And it's just a being outdoors in nature. So she is our programming director and um, she's incredibly creative. Um, we're going to have uh, trained staff on the trail um, every weekend for our specialized program. Like the first weekend, we have the theme of spring. And mm -hmm. another weekend, we have critters on the trail, learning about the animal, the animal life <sighs> on the trail. And many, many other themes from the uh, first weekend in May through the end of October. Um, and then during the week, we, we will have some staff. But again, it is a self-guided trail. However, if people um, feel they need extra support, if they have um, a, a child who's on the autism spectrum or an individual with another disability and they feel like, you know what, I'd like some extra support on the trail. We can, we, they can connect with us and we can make arrangements for that. That is beautiful. 
Yeah. Well, you know, what's so cool about the project is people have been reaching out from across the country, like you, Brett. Mm -hmm. And um, I spoke with somebody from Michigan last week. A few weeks before that, I spoke with this wonderful um, gentleman, Adam Rhodes, who runs Kids in Parks. They are in 12 12 different states, their their program. And he does some things for autism. And their website, check it out, kidsinparks.com. Kids in Parks with an S on the end. And um, I spoke with him and he was curious about, you know, how we started. And um, people have been reaching out from across the country. So it's incredible. And how are people finding you, Gail? How do they know about Ant? We've been in lots of we've been in Forbes. We've been in uh, just travel and leisure. Just did an article on us. It was just really us. Yes, <laughs> that's cool. And um, a number of publications. We also have you heard of the um, PBS program called Samantha Brown's Places to Love? I know, I've heard of Samantha Brown. I'm familiar with Samantha. Okay. But no, she came and she did a. Um, a travel show for the Genesee, uh, Genesee River Valley. And we were part of that Letchworth oh. State Park where our trail is located. And she did a little segment on the Autism Nature Trail. Wow. Yeah. I, I put her there like with Rick Steves. And that's yeah. incredible. Yes. Incredible. Yep. So um, I think we got some, some traction through Samantha Brown and they were an incredible team of folks to work with. Yeah. So we've just gotten, you know, we've, we've just worked hard to get the word out there. But again, it has taken time. <laughs> and you guys are so hardworking and dedicated and all the videos I've seen and stories I've heard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wanted to ask you, uh, the visitorship, do you have a lot of repeat visitors? Uh, are they mostly local? Well, it, you know, interestingly enough, even last um, spring when we opened, um, or, or excuse me, last fall, we had visitors. Um, I talked to people from California, from Rhode Island, um, Pennsylvania. Um, I think there was a family from Arizona. But people visiting, you know, often visiting either because they've heard about Letchworth State Park or visiting family. Um, but I would imagine the majority of people will be from um, Western New York. However, mm. Um, I, I, I know Letchworth brings in a lot of visitors from, from all over. So we're expecting, and especially we just seem to be getting more and more press like bump having an article in uh, travel and leisure magazine. Wow. I think that's That's going incredible. Yeah. So, um, anyway, uh, I, I, you know what, we can speak next year and, and we'll, we'll be tracking data and from, and I can let you know. <laughs> Look forward to that. And, and yes. it's beautiful that uh, what you're doing there. And I appreciate, I know it's not just for people on the spectrum. It's for, it's uh, for everybody. Yep. Hashtag all abilities, all inclusion trail. Wow. Beautiful. So how can we help and where can we find you? Go ahead. If you give, give us that information. Yeah, so um, people can visit the our website, 
autismnaturetrail.com. And that will provide a very nice overview of, um, it has beautiful pictures of each of the stations. It has the trail map. Um, it has resources, um, parental resources, um, and it, it um, talks about all of our programming. So it really, the website really provides a very good overview of, of the trail. And there's a donate button on the website? Yes, yes, Absolutely. Must meet our goal. <laughs> How much more do you need to raise if you're close? Yes, um, about about another hundred thousand or so. Boy, wouldn't yeah. it be great to know that you got in on the tail end and you helped make this beautiful place a, a place for a permanent place for people to continue exactly. to visit? Exactly. Well, and one one um, sad thing, really sad thing. So there were the three of us who co-founded, and basically Susan and Lauren came up with the idea. Well, Susan, um, her and who has the grandson on, on the autism spectrum, she passed away. She was oh. 83. She oh. passed one month before our ribbon cutting. Oh, that oh. is sad. Yeah, yeah. So no. we are working hard to for her, and, and it's actually called the Susan Gowanlock um, Autism Nature Trail. It's, it's at her. Wow. Well, we honor her work that she did there. Yes, absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Was her family able to be there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And very, very involved. Very involved. Beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. So, yeah. Well, the, the, I don't want to end on a sad note. So we'll say yeah. thank no. you, <laughs> Susan, for the uh, for what you did, all your hard work. <laughs> Yeah, she was one of the, the main inspirations for sure. Uh, last question. Mm-hmm. How often do you get to take advantage of the trail? Are you there uh, very often? Well, um, I was there a lot in the fall, a little bit in the winter, and bump once the programming starts, I'll be there probably at least every weekend. But as a matter of fact, I'm, I'm heading over to the park this afternoon. Beautiful. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So um, I do get to get over there quite a bit because I am probably um, five miles from from the trail. Oh, fantastic. Very. Well, Gail, your your passion and your love for it, you just glow. And I wanted (laughs) to thank you for sharing. I feel like we were there virtually. I I feel like I've been to the trail now. And we really appreciate your time and your heart and just for taking the time to be on Mountain Zen Den. Oh, thank you. Thank you for inviting us. This was just delightful. Thank, thank you. you. And thank we will you. check in with you and see how it's going in this time next year. Thank you. Bless right. you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> well, there you have it. Time spent on the Ant, the Autism Nature Trail with Gail Cervanti in Letchworth State Park, New York. Hey, if you're anywhere near upstate New York, you definitely want to check out the Ant and support them as well. They have a good cause beautiful people to work with, and a beautiful nature trail. For more information and to find out how you can support, you can visit AutismNatureTrail.com. Also, be sure to check out the Akeel Autism Foundation at AkeelAutismFoundation.org. And if you want to get outside in nature and at the same time help a good cause, you can sign up for the third annual Autism Walkathon on June 12, 2022. You can pledge and walk from wherever you're located. Thank you so much for helping raise funds and awareness for this very important and worthy cause. And remember, life is a gift. Nature's a gift. 
and you are a gift back to the world. Thanks again for being here, and we will see you next time. Make it a great day.